Good day and welcome to episode 10 of the Intangible Investor Podcast, where we discuss everything under the sun related to financial markets, economics, and innovation. Today's date is February 27th. I'm Bryce Coward, Deputy CIO of Knowledge Leaders Capital, and I'm joined today by the CIO and CEO of Knowledge Leaders Capital, Stephen Vanelli. Well, what a what a week for financial markets. Um, I'm currently looking at the, the screen right now, and we've got the uh, S&P 500 down another 3% today, uh, bringing the, the total drawdown to, to just about 11% from the high on February 12th earlier this month. And so we're definitely going to talk about that. Um, before we do so, Steve wants to opine on, uh, on Super Tuesday and, uh, and share some thoughts he's gathered about that. Steve, what have you been looking at? Well, Bryce, I know uh, the the coronavirus has has certainly been the headline grabber uh, for the last for the last few weeks for for good reason, uh, and and many are attributing um, some asset price movements to you know to that. But I, I think there's um, at, at least a secondary variable at work and, and a domestic variable uh, at, at work that um, is also contributing to. Um, the, the fall in interest rates and the rise in gold prices. And, and, that's, and that's the domestic um, uh, political scene. And, and so when we began the year, um, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden's odds of uh, winning the Democratic nomination were roughly 40%, according to Predicted. Uh, Predicted is a, an online betting uh, venue uh, put on by the, the University of Wellington that allows uh, an individual to open an account and make a wager on various outcomes, um, such as who's gonna uh, win the Democratic nomination. And so at the same time as, uh, as former Vice President Biden has fallen from, from 40% to, um, as of yesterday, 22%, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders has risen from roughly 25% at the beginning of the year to uh, 56%. As of yesterday, so so after the uh, after the debates, of course, and so many have um, uh, attributed uh, the move in, uh, in in bond yields down and gold prices higher to the increased odds that that, that Bernie Sanders may, uh, may may become president based on their perception of uh, of his policies, but I think that it, it may be a little more nuanced than that because what we've seen since the beginning of the year is that um, uh, using predicted as well, the odds of um, a Republican winning the presidency has basically gone from 48% to 58%. While the odds of a Democrat winning the presidency has gone from 52% uh, down, to, down to 42%. And so, you know, what that means is that uh, as best I can tell, as uh, uh, as, as Bernie Sanders has experienced a rise in the likelihood of obtaining the, the Democratic nomination, it would appear that then the likelihood, um, uh, the greater likelihood of President Trump being reelected is being priced into the market at the same time. And so um, when I overlay 10-year uh, uh, treasury yields or overlay gold prices, um, onto uh, the odds that a Republican, clearly you know, Donald Trump, is reelected president, uh, there, there's, a, there's a tremendous fit uh, year to date. So 
um, I, I would simply challenge conventional wisdom that perhaps uh, the market gravitating towards the safe havens of uh, bonds and gold may not necessarily be a direct reaction to uh, the sudden increased popularity of Bernie Sanders. Uh, it may be a derivative reaction uh, where people uh, then in turn think that there's a higher likelihood that um, that, that, that President Trump is reelected um, and, and are clearly voicing uh, you know, prospect for a more negative scenario um, as those flight to safety assets are bid up. Um, we will get a chance to uh, uh, see some, some much more important data. Uh, clearly on Saturday, we have the, the South Carolina uh, primary. And then on Super Tuesday, we have uh, 14 states voting um, and 1,357 delegates up for grabs. Um, according to uh, latest numbers from 538, um, they're predicting that uh, Bernie Sanders gets 585, or roughly 44% uh, of those delegates uh, on Super Tuesday. So, so more to come. Uh, I just thought I would point out the slightly counterintuitive uh, narrative that um, the, the, the rise of uh, the rise of Bernie Sanders in, in, in polling numbers and, and, and his increased odds of winning the nomination, um, I think in an indirect way are suggesting greater odds for uh, the incumbent to win re-election. And, and that may in fact be what uh, uh, is prompting investors in part to, to seek out safe haven assets. With that said, um, let's, uh, let's zoom the lens back a little bit. And, um, and Bryce, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on on the equity sell-off that, that we've seen this week and, uh, and some colors surrounding that. Yeah, great, Steve. Well, I think there's plenty of information out about um, coronavirus out there and, and, and how scary uh, this possible uh, pandemic is. Uh, clearly, we're seeing the, those fears be reflected in, in the equity market. And, um, you know, instead of opining about, you know, how deep this thing could go, I thought I'd take a little bit of a different tack and, and just try and try and Put some color around how deep the sell-off has actually been so far um, and, and uh, try and put some color around just the level of emotion and fear that that so far has taken place. Um, so right now, as I said, we're, we're down uh, just about 11% off the high from uh, February 12th, just a couple of weeks ago. And um, the interesting thing about this move was for the first uh, 8% or so of this sell-off, you know, we really didn't see a whole lot of emotion uh, come out in terms, of our, in terms of our fear gauges. And I think that's starting to, to change um, uh, with, with today's uh, uh, additional 3%, 3% sell-off. So, um, you know, one of the things I'm picking up on today is the spike in new 52-week lows. Um, we're, we're not quite at levels that we saw back in uh, December 2018, for example, but we are getting there. Uh, the last I checked uh, today, we're, we're at about 20% of all stocks making new 52-week lows. Uh, that's a fairly elevated number. And the other one that, that has, has really been um, complacent, I, I would say, up until this point is the, the put-call ratio. So this is the number of, of puts purchased for every call option purchased. And so as folks purchase more put options, uh, trying to hedge downside risk, that, that tends to, uh, to be coincident with, with major um, 
uh, major low spots in the market. And, and I want to be clear, I'm not uh, suggesting that we're at a low, um, but but simply that we're getting to to an emotional state, which kind of precedes uh, lows or has done so in the past. And so um, with today's number, you know, we moved up uh, just to about uh, 1.4 puts for every call that was purchased earlier in the day today. Uh, that's an elevated number that's associated with uh, with previous um, good lows in the stock market. The other one is the VIX inversion. So this is uh, this is really the the near term VIX um, uh, displaying a higher degree of fear for stocks than than uh, further out futures VIX uh, contract suggests. And so that's another indicator uh, when. when you have a, a very steep inversion like we have right now uh, that's typically associated with uh, with lows as opposed to to highs in, in the stock market um, and the other thing I wanted to point out was you know although we're making uh, new lows new cycle lows here for this sell-off here in the US and and uh, in other foreign markets um, that's not the case in, in uh, especially so in, in China which is of course important because it was the epicenter of of the coronavirus outbreak to begin with. And um, one of the things I'm looking at is not only have Chinese stocks uh, seem to have bottomed, um, they're up about 10% from the lows and, and they're off a little bit um, this afternoon, but, but, uh, but well off the lows. Um, we're also seeing uh, Chinese tech shares really outperform uh, domestic US tech shares. So those, uh, Chinese tech shares have outperformed by about 10% over the last couple of days. Again, another sign of, of a potential recovery uh, emanating from that epicenter in, in China. The other thing I'm looking at is a pollution index, a Shanghai pollution index. It too looks like it has started to bottom. So um, possibly an indication that factory activity and, and just general level, uh, the general level of commerce is starting to... Uh, starting to pick up again in the Shanghai area. And then the final thing I'll bring up is the, the Baltic Dry Index, which is a, an index of uh, ocean freight prices. Now this index bottomed uh, a couple of weeks ago at, at 400. Um, now we're up to, to about 520. So we're up more than, than, uh, than 25% really from, from the lows on the Baltic Dry Index. And again, suggestive of a level of commerce uh, uh, returning um, uh, especially so in China, and uh, and definitely good news on, on that front. So, again, you know, I don't know how how deep the sell-off is going to go. Very hard to predict. Even if we do get a, a some kind of rally here, it's very likely that that uh, there's going to be more negative headlines uh, before this thing is over, and we're going to come back and and, and retest um, at least today's lows. But um, but but some green shoots out there that I wanted to bring up for our audience. Great price. I would, um, uh, uh, not, not to play devil's advocate, also observe alongside those data points that Chinese bond yields are, are breaking out to the downside, uh, 278 last print. Um, so it's uh, clearly a murky situation that, 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 that we're dealing with. Um, we know that Sunday the, the Kaizen uh, PMI comes out, so that'll be our next data point uh, that we see uh, uh, to gauge the health of China, the, that'll be a February data point, which would certainly will be interesting. It'll also be interesting tomorrow to see uh, the University of Michigan final consumer confidence numbers for, for the month of February. Some of the some of the more real time stuff that we've seen, and um, I think given the uh, the surge in in coronavirus 
cases and, and deaths in the last couple of weeks, um, it, it, it's likely that we see a, a setback in, in those options numbers, but, but we'll have to wait to see about that. Well, Bryce, um, the market's managed to slip another 50 basis points since we started talking. So perhaps we should uh, uh, wrap this up and, and wish, our, uh, wish our listeners well. Yeah, let's do that, Steve. We're uh, we're definitely in the we're definitely in the soup right now, and and we hope this uh, we hope this thing ends, and some of these green shoots do end up turning into uh, something a little more substantial. Well, with that, we'll wrap up today's podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please send us your feedback to info at klcapital.com, and please visit us at www knowledgeleaderscapital.com to learn more about our products and our unique way of investing in highly innovative stocks. Until next time, this is Bryce Coward and Stephen Vanelli signing off.